So I said to myself, instead of writing about fashion, I'll write about something that's way more important to me, which is my faith. And so Divine was born out of that. I just wanted to create a community of like-minded people to encourage each other as we encouraged ourselves. Welcome to the IMM Magazine podcast, a show that gives you an authentic behind-the-scenes look on the creativity of female entrepreneurs, their struggles, their triumphs, and everything in between. I'm your host, Mattia Johnson-Bugs, DC-based brand enthusiast, business mentor, and communications expert who has supported hundreds of entrepreneurs on the path to finding their unique voice and passion. I believe in uplifting creatives and developing a community with love and support through marketing and branding. On this platform, you'll discover key objectives on how to thrive your business, rediscover your passion, and maybe even collaborate with a few other like-minded entrepreneurs such as yourself. It is high time to be your own boss. So why not start today? Hey, CEOs, and welcome back to season two of the IMM podcast. Season one was full of entrepreneurs giving us the goods, knowledge being dropped, gems being dropped. So thank you to all of the listeners and supporters and, of course, the creatives that grace this platform. And I'm so excited to get into season two with you guys. So tonight I am joined by the lovely, talented Chanel Wallace. And I found her on Instagram doing my daily dipping into DMs. And I said to myself, who is this girl behind this amazing Christian online magazine and platform? I just had to get her on here as my fellow editor-in-chief. Chanel Wallace is a writer from Brooklyn, New York. In 2010, she founded SoDivineMagazine.com, an online platform for people to share their stories in faith. Born to a preaching father and a singing mother, her spiritual foundation runs deep. Chanel's journey of faith began at eight years old, singing in the church choir and school chorus. By the time she was 12, she became the choir director and soon after the church organist. She is driven by assignment. She lives by the following quote, my life revolves around purpose. There is a reason for me being here and I will use everything in me to carry that out. Hi, Chanel. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for you to be on the platform. You are our very first guest for season two. Yay! <laughs> Let's go season two! Season two! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and you know, a fun fact about Chanel is that she is actually friends with Shanae Brown from her collectively who was mm -hmm. on the front cover of the holiday issue. Yes, it's such a small world. Shanae is an awesome person. Um, you know, great people know great people. So I'm not even surprised. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Her her magazine is the one I feel like that is selling out so quickly. Um, it's because of her collective community that has me going back and forth to UPS. <laughs> <laughs> amazing platform. <laughs> yes. 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 She's amazing. And it, this just kind of speaks to like the power of social media, the power of stretching yourself out there, the power of having no inhibitions or nothing to kind of like make you scared and, and kind of like nothing to prevent you from reaching out 
and uh, creating those relationships that you can lean on. So shout out to the power of community. Yes, we're being bold in 2021. No holding back, forward movements only. (laughs) Yes, yes, we are being bold. So I'm going to do a little bit of an icebreaker. We already said like the main thing, like the power of community, how like just the connections and the links between you and Shanae. But tell us one thing that we do not know about you and that we couldn't find on the internet oh oh man um (laughs) i used to pursue acting oh you did i did yes uh well i mean you live in new york i do i do i do it's been a long time are you a child actress were you on like not even Jello a- commercials long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say yes, but um, you know, I toyed around with acting in elementary school, junior high school. I even took a course in college on acting. Um, and then after, yeah. you know, I tried to um go on auditions for off Broadway shows, and I did that um way back when. So that's, that's one amazing. fun fact about me. Yeah, that's amazing. And New York is definitely like the place of opportunity you know Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome um so fun fact also about Chanel she is an editor-in-chief of So Divine magazine yes I am (laughs) and when I say that I was so excited just to be in touch with another editor-in-chief I was like I gotta interview Chanel Wallace she Mm -hmm. has to be the very first person for season two and we're gonna start off with a bang so tell us how you came up with the idea for so divine mag okay so so divine magazine came about uh during my senior year in college a couple of my roommates and i we kind of played with the idea of starting our own magazine and it was going to be fashion based so we got a notebook and wrote down all of our ideas and we got excited about it but then everyone graduated and no one wanted to do it anymore but i still Mm -hmm. wanted to do it So I said to myself, instead of writing about fashion, I'll write about something that's way more important to me, which is my faith. And So Divine was born out of that. I just wanted to create a community of like-minded people to encourage each other as we encouraged ourselves. Mm. And that speaks as like such a great testimony to the direction that you wanted to go in and the direction that God was leading you in, obviously, to begin this magazine. And if you guys have not gotten a chance to go on the website, please, please do. I mean, it's so full of just a wealth of information, a wealth of abundance, just like a wealth of creative content that your soul can soak in. So when I got a chance to peruse around um I just love the content because you touch on like dating relationships marriage you Mm -hmm. touch on like how to cope in the pandemic um you touch on like finances uh Mm. you know just well going back to dating and so I wanted to ask you a personal question are you single (laughs) <laughs> am I single the question yes. of the, the century <laughs> oh god all right so um to answer your question yes I am single um I'm usually very private when it comes to my dating life whether or not I'm seeing someone but I realize um transparency is important you know um uh, maybe somebody listening to this can get something from something that I say so yes I am a single woman <laughs> 
Well, probably not for long. <laughs> oh, well, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. He is listening to this podcast as well. Um, yes. Well, you know what? And and it's it's funny that we're on this subject too because I feel like nowadays dating society has one way to look at it women of God have another way to look at it. And so sometimes even as women of God, it's kind of like, it creates like some friction into like what you should actually be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you love God, you're out here, you're doing his work. Um, you have a place for him in your heart, but then you got these dudes on whatever apps they use. And I don't know, I, I've, I've been in a relationship for five years, married for almost two. So I remember correctly, I used to be on like Plenty of Fish. Um, <laughs> do they still even have Plenty of Fish? Listen. I used to be on, what is it, like BlackPeopleMeet.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just finding all these little scraggly muffins. <laughs> like, I mean, they were like one after another. Like, I couldn't even find anybody decent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so dating is hard. Right. Um. You know, it's 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 like you said. the The world has one standard of dating, and um, to the church or Christians, um, have another uh, way of dating, and, and which is why I do have so many um, relationship based articles on So Divine Magazine because we don't get like we don't get a lot of um, people feeding us on how to date correctly. All we see is what the world does, and sometimes we fall into that pattern of the, the world standards of dating and not stay to our own, which is the words standard of dating, you know? Um, but I will say to anyone out there, um, be true to yourself and what you're looking for. Uh, try to find someone with the character of Christ. You know what I mean? Um, the word yeah. says you will know them by their fruit. So if you meet someone, you say you found a lot of, what's the, what's the word you use? Scraggly muffins. <laughs> scraggly muffins. <laughs> if you see a scraggly muffin and he's showing you the fruits of a scraggly muffin, move on. Let's not Run. waste any time. <laughs> run far far away yeah yeah far far away Mm -hmm. um no I agree I agree definitely know them by their fruit yeah so if they're producing um caring uh caringness if they're kind Mm -hmm. uh if if they listen if they love their mothers Mm -hmm. I used to always say that when I was single I'm like listen I ain't dating nobody who don't love their mother because if he can disrespect his mother he can disrespect me so that ain't happening girl I won't even start with that one but you were right yes (laughs) you are right yeah and because family was important to me Mm -hmm. so anything that I kind of had within me like those values I would want to see that in my mate like mirrored or whatever I'm lacking he has Mm -hmm. and so in that effect it can change me so Mm -hmm. I mean and you know what speaking of just dating and everything I feel like um another big issue is celibacy yeah and so a couple years ago me and a couple friends we went to Devon Franklin and Megan Good they they came out with that book called The Way yeah and Still to this day, I i mean, I know that that book was amazing. I just have an issue with books. Like, I just don't finish books sometimes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it was such a powerful book, I heard, um, and a, such a powerful message. So, since we're talking about, like, relationships and dating, like, what are your views on, or if you have any, on just celibacy or waiting to marriage? 
Um, my views on that. Well, I will stick with the standard of the word because I don't want to deviate from that. Um, that should be the blueprint. Um, and that's want that to be your blueprint or not. But speaking from a Christian point of view, um, I definitely agree with the word. And as you understand um, sex before marriage, you will see why um, the word will tell you to wait. Um, mm. I think that the church um, probably could have done a better job at explaining why celibacy is important. Um, I don't think it's enough to say, just don't do it and try to instill fear as a reason why, you know, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. let's talk about the effects that it can have on you mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, um, a lot of times um, those are some hard things to break away from, you know, um, and so celibacy, it's, it's extremely hard. You know, I am sure. And I will also say that make sure if you are abiding by the rule of celibacy that you're doing it for yourself and not because of someone else's expectations of you. Because of what, what I've come to understand is that being celibate because somebody else demands it from you, it could lead to rebellion. And you're just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just going to do me. And then you just start making all these choices just out of uh rebellion and not out of mm -hmm. what you really want for yourself but um mm -hmm. i will always side with the word on that so yeah, yeah i i completely agree i mean celibacy definitely is hard and it's not popular yeah um and it's often confused with being abstinent yeah and it's often confused with just not getting any you know what I mean like those, those are three separate yeah, things yeah um so I can relate to that I have been celibate um I have been not celibate right. yeah <laughs> so I I can definitely agree uh to that mm -hmm. and I I actually was in a conversation about a month ago with another friend and um my husband and I we we shacked before marriage right and I, you know, mm -hmm. I once had my shepherd leader, she, she as caring as she is, she really wanted me to make sure I was making the right decision. Right. And at the time I felt like I was, I mean, we were two people loved each other. Mm -hmm. The ending goal was marriage, but we also live in Washington, DC. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we were like, well, what we got to do to save some money? Yeah. Cause I'm not paying $1,600 rent by myself right. and you know. Like those were the type of questions right. that we were having. Mm -hmm. it, it was going to be with the ending goal, but then it was also going to be how can we save money? Right. How can we do this responsibly? Mm -hmm. And um, my shepherd leader, she she did kind of clue me, and she said, "Well, here here's the thing to watch out right. for. Um, you're not really on God's territory when you do shack. If mm -hmm. your goal is to be celibate, mm -hmm. um, you're actually kind of like playing." in the fire yeah. by you be like living with your boyfriend at the time and I was just like oh you know we got it we got it <laughs> we there was a lot of times where we you ain't get it, it. yeah <laughs> but you know what no, we didn't it, it's it's important to be honest with yourself you know what I mean um be honest with yourself but don't underestimate the power of temptation you know what I mean mm, you said because it that, that's it right there. that is very real I mean you can swear, you know, there are times where I thought I was so strong, you know what I mean? So just be, know who you are and what you can and mm. what you cannot handle. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. 
So if, if, if that yeah. is your choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Be honest with yeah. yourself. Don't, because it's so easy for us to delude ourselves, right? Like, no, girl. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, me, yeah. Me and God, we, we got, got this. this, you know, especially look, I'm single, you know, I can be like, oh, you know, hear me roar. Like I got this. Yeah. That's because there's nobody here tempting you right now. You know what I mean? But if you're, you love and they love you it makes it that much harder so you gotta know yeah, your, yeah. So your boundaries I should say yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. and I once told someone I said well you know and just to kind of clear it up I I once told my friend I said well you know what like I'm I, I don't condemn anyone who shacks because that's up to them right their mate and and God you know so I don't condemn I said just for me I'm thankful to have gone through the situation that we did. Right. Because if someone asks me, well, would you do it again? Right. I was like, oh, no, shall we? No, I can't do that again. Right. See? <laughs> I would say, uh-uh. <laughs> right. And I well- said, <laughs> we ain't living together. Like, not outside of marriage. It was just too much of a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a thing, um, you know, if you're thinking one way and your partner is thinking another way, especially because... Sometimes the person you're with may not understand that. You know what I mean? And I get it because as human beings, you love someone, you want to express that emotion, you know? Mm -hmm. So it can be hard when you're on one journey and somebody else is not just because there's a lack of understanding there. Um, But I like what you said. You're not judging anybody. And by no, I don't want anyone to listen to this and think we're judging if this is your choice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, make sure you're doing it for you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Chanel said, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah. all things get some understanding. Listen, girl, that's true. Ooh, <laughs> but you said that. You just struck a nerve. You just struck a chord. Um, but I'm about to go into something else. But yes, get understanding. <laughs> I'm telling you, get understanding. Oh, we, got some, we got some more for them. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, uh, when I was on your website, I saw a very, very interesting article. And it said, it, it talked about like, how do we not attract people who are emotionally unavailable? Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about that, please? <laughs> that subject alone. Listen, um, again, going back to that scripture, um, you will know them by their fruit, right? Um, mm-hmm. People, I think in relationships, people put on in the beginning. You know, you may find yourself putting on in the beginning, you know, yeah. I really want this person to like me. Let me act a certain way. But um, emotionally unavailable, they're not able to give you what you're giving them or maybe not be able to give you the love that Christ can give you or what you need emotionally. And that can create um, a huge strain on a relationship. And so don't ever try to force someone to be there emotionally when they can and you will see that over time even if they pretend that they can be you know so yeah I Mm -hmm. agree I agree and it's hard because like you said at first people are putting on airs right it's the honeymoon stage where you're you know you're perfect Mm -hmm. and the eyelashes are on (laughs) and the hair is big and then the nails are curved like 10 feet away from your fingers and then honestly honey I, I and I truly believe that this pandemic last year stripped all oh, of that, mm-hmm. you know, from the top to the bottom, just mm-hmm. stripped it and forces you after a while to be your true self. And, and sometimes your true self got a whole bunch of other things that come along with yeah. it. 
So. Right. And people are dealing with things, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, sometimes those things get dragged into a relationship and you start putting things that you should be dealing with onto the other person to deal with for you. You know what I mean? So those unavailable relationships or people, um, it, it's not a good match. It's not a good match. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's it's definitely not. And so I can definitely testify to a few uh, not so good uh, <laughs> uh, relationships or flings or whatever you want to call them that, that I had. Um, and I feel like they were all just used to kind of like help build me up. And for anyone listening, if, if you are going through any not so good relationships and flings, mm-hmm. Please know that it is better on the other side and God wants better for Amen you. Amen to that. God wants better for you, you know. And mm-hmm. um and you could sense that. Um that if if you're in a relationship and you're feeling uneasy and you're feeling anxiety, um, even if you're feeling tired, like, is this God's best? Is that what God wants me? Does he want me to feel anxious and nervous and walking on eggshells all the time? So yeah, yeah, God, God wants the best for you, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like these sort of topics are preached enough in the church? Um, I would say more as of late, more so than before, because I grew up in church my entire life. And the most preaching I've heard on relationships is just no relationship until you're married. That was it. Yeah. And I don't know how, you know, you would have, would not have a relationship until you're married. So you just jump from hi, my name is Chanel to I do, you know, that doesn't really make sense to me. But I think today there's such a demand for it because of the relationships um, between men and women and how they are going. Um, For the most part, it's not going that well, you know, it's almost a mess. Mm. And I think it's forcing preachers to really take a realistic um, standpoint when preaching on this. So um, is there enough? Maybe not enough, because going back to what we said earlier, we're competing with the world here. And the world will tell you every day, 24-7, how it should be done, you know? So I think we have come a long way um, in in the church about preaching about love and romance and relationships and sex, but we still have a long way to go. We need a lot more of it because it's even um, grabbing the younger generation. And when I say younger, I mean preteens, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, you know, they're in relationships. What do they know about relationships? So we need to go harder. We've come a long way, but we still got a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And when, if you look back because we're mid-30s and if you look back at like when like when we were in high school Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I I I wrote somewhere I said oh like I know all these little 2000 2001 movies because everybody looks like they were in like a chingy video right you know what I mean and and now and funny enough (laughs) funny enough now these kids are so far advanced I mean they it's TikTok and I'm still trying to get used to learning how to even do that like (laughs) yeah by far yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like kids are getting in relationships younger and younger they're losing their virginity younger and younger like if yeah if I was in high school in 2001 and girls were talking about having sex in 10th grade I can't even Mm. imagine like 20 years later like what what is the age like do you have to start talking to your kids about sex like at like four 
I have no idea. Oh man, it feels like it's heading there. It feels it feels like it's heading there. Is your child one way in pure innocence, and then they go to school, and their you know childhood friend is raised another way and has been exposed to way more than you would ever think, and then that friend gets in your child's ear. So. I feel like um, maybe as soon as they reach a certain level of understanding, yeah, you got to have that conversation, have. you know, um, which is crazy, obviously, you know, because that is so young. But the reality is we are in an oversex society. Um, everyone says it and everyone mm-hmm. can see that. Here we yeah, are. So. Things have definitely yeah. changed within these mm-hmm. past 20 years. So you mentioned that your father mm-hmm. is a preacher. Ah, Yes. Daddy is a preacher. Daddy is a preacher. You're a PK. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a PK. I'm a preacher's kid. But you know what? It's so funny that they say things like that. Because to me, I'm like, what? Okay, yeah. He, you right, know, it's, right. it's my father. His dad. You know, it, it's nothing to me. But I'm I'm learning. Go PK. Do you feel like there's but, a certain <laughs> stigma? Like, Because yeah. I feel like sometimes when people look at PKs or people who are raised in like a, a, a strong like church uh, foundation that there's a certain standard that mm-hmm. it seems that people kind of push at, um, at those, those people. And I, I, I personally think that mm-hmm. sometimes it's kind of unfair. Like you cannot use me yeah. as your, um, found, your Christ foundation or your picture perfect model of, of what I should be. Yeah, how do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah, so the funny thing is, growing up, I mm-hmm. never felt that pressure, you know, um, because we were raised like, this is who we are, this is what we do. We represent Christ, you know? So it was never because you represent me, you have to be a certain way. It was we represent the most high. So I always tried to live according to that rather than, well, my father is a pastor and I can't embarrass him. Right. However, I will say, um, right. So I learned over time um, that people did look at me a certain way. And this is when I was like in my mid 20s, um, late 20s. I realized that people did place me as a standard of what you should be. You know, um, I never asked for that. And um I remember after a while thinking, I don't want people to look at me like that anymore, you know? But then I was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to do something so people could not look at you like that? You know, <laughs> you, got, you know, are you going to be not true to yourself? So I do understand the pressure of trying to keep up appearances, which is totally unfair. And a lot of preacher's kids have testified to that pressure, um, but growing up, I've never felt it. In my adult years, I did. But I just stay true to who yeah, I am. Yeah, and that's the so. best thing you yeah. can do, you know, because I do I do yeah. know that sometimes that can create, like, just a feeling of being overwhelmed, especially with, with people who are younger, like, yeah. during teen years. Because you're like, everybody's... Yep. <laughs> Funny thing, I used to watch Seven Heaven. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that show? That's a throwback. Yes, I do. Listening. If you... If you were like a teen, uh, early teen in like nineteen ninety nine, you would know about Seven Heaven used to come on the WB before WB merged with UP and the Create CW. (laughs) And Seven Heaven used to come on, and I used to watch it because they, to me, I was like, wow, like look at this family, and it was like the first time I feel like the WB had 
of like well I would say just in terms of purposes like a religious show that talks about God and talks yeah. about Christ mm-hmm. yeah 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 it reminded me of my family um in the sense that the father mm-hmm. was a preacher and then you had the daughters and you know so definitely tuned into that show mm-hmm. but yeah yeah because I remember on the mm-hmm. show it was yeah. like the same thing they were teens so their father was a reverend and so, you know, they were mm-hmm. always kind of looked at as role models and people are watching you fall. But I feel like in, in terms of even being an adult, a Christian woman, your witness, people are watching still to see what you do. They to are. See, are you drinking at this party? Like, yeah, people they are, are watching. They are. And it, it puts an incredibly unfair amount of pressure on the individual and I wish people would realize that you know and not try to um it's it's a weird sense of control maybe I don't know if that's the right word but people say um you know don't embarrass your parents you know just keep being who you are you know what I mean or we know you're better than that you know and so in your mind you're like well, actually, I was just about to take a drink, but okay, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, so, you're still a human being, yeah. and if you want to have a glass, yeah, yeah, of, I, yeah. mean, I mean, I, I have glasses of wine, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, right, I, I right, do right, that, yeah. I, we're not perfect, and I feel like that's the, the modern day misconception with Christian women and Christian men that we are held in some type of perfect regard. And it's not about being perfect. Yeah. I mean, we there is a perfect mm-hmm. savior. It's about right. progressing and in him. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then um, it, it puts pressure on you to be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And deny yourself of, of things Um And when I say things, not like crazy outlandish things that can harm you, but like you said, something as simple as a glass of wine, or if you want to attend a friend's birthday party and celebrate them, you know, then you're like, oh my God, should I go? People are watching me. They're going to say I was at the party, you know? Um, yeah. Um, you know, live for God's approval and not me. Exactly. And don't get caught up in, in, in just kind of like standards and, and rules and regulations because that then you're living like bound and I feel like God doesn't want you to do that either like right right no yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is such rich healthy conversation I love it I love it I'm so (laughs) glad listen Chanel is the standard ladies and gentlemen like (laughs) so if you have not gotten a chance to go on sodivinemagazine.com please do so you will be divinely just uplifted Aww. within your soul and definitely please get a chance to uh to head over there right now um honestly Thank what you. i wanted to do was talk about uh your definition of divine oh my goodness so it says so way back when um i looked up as a definite the look i looked up the definition of divine it said godlike heavenly emanating in the highest degree you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so, mm-hmm. yes, and so, emanating. We made, <laughs> yes, honey, yes, and so we were made in God's likeness and his image, you know, so we are God-like, we are heavenly, we emanate in the highest degree, because we're mm-hmm. in a, a reflection of him, you know, so you're not just divine, you are so divine. I like that, so <laughs> divine, 
I like that. Excellent in the highest degree. Listen, y'all yes. gotta get yourself a dictionary and look up. The <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So your magazine is online, and being an editor in chief comes with a lot of responsibilities. So, what does the production look like for you? Like, is it a bi-monthly mag? Is it monthly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's actually a monthly magazine. Um, mm-hmm. And from we put out the first issue to the second issue and deciding what we're going to put into the next issue, I just want it to really be current and real. I feel like um, sometimes the church has not been real with us. They have not been honest with us about a lot of things. Um, and we lack understanding in a lot of ways. And so... When I put out these monthly issues, I try to stay current. I try to stay relevant, whatever's going on, be it relationships, uh, news and events, you know, finances, health, whatever it is, um, everything that pertains to our everyday life. It's almost like Christian lifestyle. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, and I'm going to ask because I'm curious. Okay. Would you, would you ever go to print? You know what? I initially wanted to start with print. You know, when I was um, starting SoDivineMagazine.com, I was reaching out to a lot of bigger publications for advice. And this was like in the early 2000s um, when everything was starting to become digital. And the advice that I got was, well, print is very expensive. And since you're starting out, you should really just be digitally based. And I said, okay. So I ran with that. But I would love to go print. The goal is to go print, you know, have a large distribution. Oh my God. I would feel like that would so make me so happy. But um, yeah, absolutely. We will be going print. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah. So you guys heard it here first. So Devon Meg has plans to go print. And that means that you are <laughs> get ready to yes. get it. I'm, I'm excited for that I'm excited um, thank you I'm excited about it too thank you so guess for our listeners so divine mag covers dating relationships fashion yeah uh favorite gospel artist by the way yeah. who is your favorite gospel artist oh my god I am a huge CC Winans fan and mm. Yolanda Adam those are my top two like CC, I grew up listening to CC and the Winans family, and then Yolanda, she is just a voice to be reckoned with. I love her, Absolutely. those are my top two favorites forever and ever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yolanda. Yes, mm-hmm. um, Tamala Man for me, but yeah. then also I like Isabel Davis. Yes, oh my god, she's so good. Oh my god, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, Clark Sisters, obviously, legendary, like... yes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, come on, yes. Yeah, that, that goes without saying right there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next for you and Divine Mag for 2021? Well, so we have an online store, which is a byproduct of the magazine. And we sell statement tees with faith-based messages. Um, and so we're trying to push that to the forefront for 2021. You know, we're trying to market it more. So that's what's next. And um, we're thinking about taking up some space in the event world, planning some events. So stay tuned. Yes. For the so stay tuned for that. You know. Exciting. I know. 
I know. Exciting. So hopefully things will pan out post-quarantine, um, post-COVID. You know, everything will just start to come together. But those are definitely the ideas that we have in mind. So, Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just completely floored. And SoDivineMagazine.com is an amazing site there. Like, you can peruse through there for hours yes. and get your fix. Good stuff. Good content. We have lots of content. Good stuff for you guys. Um, any age, um, male, female, I feel like anybody can get something from there, you know. So our, our motto is for Christians to, see, to share their stories in faith. So if you got a story to tell, you know, or you want to hear somebody else's story, log on to SoDivineMagazine.com. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm so excited mm-hmm. for you. And I will be there along the way. Us <laughs> magazine fellow boss ladies yes! have to support each other. From one editor-in-chief to another. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And for that first print issue, I will be right there online ordering it. I will be like, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Be like, Chanel, it's coming for me in the print. Oh, God. I I love it. (laughs) Add to cart and check on out. Um, I I think it's fabulous uh, what you're doing. I feel like it will uplift so many women, so many men. Um, especially in this day and age, we all need to be uplifted and we all need to just really, really just get in tune with taking care of ourselves right. um, because that's ultimately what God wants us to do anyway. Right. He gave us these bodies and we're not really meant to run them into the ground mentally or physically. So I just want to thank you so much for creating this platform, which is amazing. And I hope that you're around for years and years to come. I just, I'm excited about seeing So Divine Magazine continue to flourish. Thank so. you. That is the goal. We plan to be around here for a long time. Thank you so much for allowing Kudos me. to you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Kudos to you. Yeah. And just continue making that great content. I mean, it, it it's just flowing. <laughs> the cup overflows. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. And, um, you know, I'll shout you out, too. I'm so proud. Um, it, it's great to meet like-minded people who are taking up this space. You know what I mean? I feel like we don't have enough voices, young voices, um, out there, you know, proclaiming the gospel or sharing people's journeys in faith. You know what I mean? Or, you know, what this whole walk is about. So I just want to celebrate you as well. So. Thank you so yep. much. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram or on social media, Facebook. So at, on every platform, we are at So Divine Mag. And divine is D-I-V-I-N-E. A lot of people spell it wrong and they're like, I don't see it. So it's D-I-V-I-N-E, So Divine. So find us on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And um, we're also on Clubhouse. So Yes, yes. And those of you listening, if you have not gotten a chance to get into Clubhouse, please do so. It is a great networking platform. Mm -hmm. Great networking platform. I mean, the connections that you can make on there are amazing. And then they can carry you over into doing just collaborations, collaborated events, Mm -hmm. collaborated (laughs) Zoom online things. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So... 
which is great. Well, thank you so much, Chanel. And I bid you farewell. And I bid you all the best on So Divine Mag and everything that's in store for you. Thank you for joining the IMM platform tonight. Anytime. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening.